Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Glenn Jessam, who's the CEO of Silver Tiger Metals, their TSXB listed silver explorer with assets in Sonora, northern Mexico. They have quite an experienced team. Glenn is actually part of the Go Gold Resources team. They've built four, not three mines down in Mexico. They've sold two to uh, assets to majors, um, and it's an area that they've been working in for 25 years. So, um, has been there, done that, and got the T-shirt. What he's looking at here is a project which started off in about 2014-15. They raised about 15 million bucks. Then market didn't seem too interested in what they were doing. Low silver environment. Uh, meant that they've parked things up for the last two years, but that changed recently. They've raised 11 million bucks this week, 4 million of which is from Eric Sprott, and he now tells us what he plans to do, what he thinks they've got, and how they're going to get there. So enjoy the podcast. Glenn, how are you doing, sir? Very, very well, Max. Good morning here from Halifax. Halifax. Okay, we've not spoken to anyone from Halifax. So how are things up there? Uh, you know, we're very, very lucky and blessed. I mean, when anybody asks now how are things, first thing comes to our mind is COVID, not that how's the weather or how's the golf game. Uh, those are all great too, but uh, uh, we've been blessed. And I, I like, I tell people this, you know, we, we have completely uh, defeated it here. Uh, I'm not going to say that lightly, you know, and I was very worried about it. my wife's a surgeon. And uh, when we got back from our vacation in March and I saw what was going on all over the world in Italy and, and New York, uh, she had to go back to the front lines. We never had a front line here. The most we ever had in ICU at one time was three. And there's not a case of COVID in Nova Scotia today. And we've got over a million people. So life is, you know, we're very blessed and lucky. It's normal. And I know it's not normal in London. It's not normal in Toronto or, or in the United States. So uh, hopefully it continues. The children are going back to school. They announced it in September 1st on. And we're going to try to be as normal as we can in a world that's a little upside down. It is a little upside down at the moment. But I'm glad you guys are okay. Gives us hope. Gives us hope. Absolutely. Okay. Well, like Glenn, we're going to talk today uh, about a company that's new to us. We've not spoken before. I've not heard this story before. I'm excited. Uh, Silver Tiger Metals. Uh, why don't you give us a one-minute overview, and then we'll pick it up from there. You know, uh, I'm a, I've had a long history of working with groups in little old Halifax that have built a lot of mines uh, in Mexico over 25 years. And they basically built mines, and they've sold them to some of the biggest companies uh, in the world, like Nico Eagle included. And I, I, I'm a securities lawyer, so I build public companies. Built Silver Tiger for a lifelong geologist, who was our VP exploration, Dave Duncan. Married him up with the technical team that I've worked with for 20 years in Mexico, Magic. They brought the El Tigre asset, publicly, public company owned it, and uh, we acquired that asset in 2016. Uh, and why we acquired it, 30,000 hectare land package, but the old El Tigre mine. 1903 to 1930, 100 million silver equivalent ounces came out of it at over two kilos. Tenor of grade, always important in a district. And that was the hook for us. And we were very, very lucky to acquire it. I drilled off uh, around the old mine where all the high-grade silver veins came out. A million ounce, can't say, i got to be careful what I say, a total of a million ounces in an open pit, 43-101. But we're a silver project, and we can't wait to start drilling in September the vein extensions uh, to the north that have never been mined in the same formation and that's going to be exciting. This is a silver project and from what I'm hearing, silver projects are in demand. 
Well, so are gold. But I, I couldn't help noticing your PowerPoint. You talk about, you know, gold equivalent numbers there. But I think in the last couple of weeks, silver is going to pop back up there, um, you know, get, getting getting pretty popular. Prices pop for sure. But look, I want to understand what's going in up, you know, on the old noggin there, right? Okay, what, I, I get your long history and association with mining in Mexico. So that's, that's a good start. But what did you inherit here? Because for a long time, if I'm looking back at your five-year share price, Things were great back in 2017 and before, but you've had a couple of years where it's been flat, you know, around seven cents, you know, 15, 20 million market cap, nothing going on. June this year, bingo, price pops. What happened? Absolutely. Well, and I'm going to say it was a conscious decision. We acquired the project. And uh, when we did acquire it, we had a game plan. And the game plan was the old El Tigre mine, that kilometer and a half of the 35 kilometers of this trend that we have. We, we decided we were going to do what we always do in Mexico. The mine had a 14-level underground mine. All the high-grade silver veins were taken out of it. But there was a dissemination into that great plumbing, that El Tigre structure, that great preciation on each side of those veins, which we're seeing to the north where it's not been mined, 50, 60 meters on each side where the gold had disseminated. People have to understand, we get mistaken sometimes that we're a gold project. We drilled that resource off into 2018 and basically uh, put that on the books. It's mainly gold because the silver was removed. Um, and that's why I report that in a, in a gold equivalent, because it's a gold equivalent. I'm not gonna go in and trick people and say it's silver, it's gold. The silver veins were gone. When we get to the North, which we'll talk about very important, is that silver is still all intact in those veins that go for three, four kilometers to the North and also to the South. So that being said, what, what we decided to do was 18, Nobody really cared, as you know. We raised $15 million in 16, 17, and 18. Most of it here from Halifax, from supporters of us for a long time, at good valuation, as you said, 20, 30 cents. Um, we put out the resource. Nobody cared. <laughs> we then went to the north, and we stepped out kilometers. We drilled on those to test those veins. Every one of our four or five holes we put up there, or multi-kilo silver hits, 75% silver, the highlight being hole 144. I urge your viewers to go look at our slide deck on Verify, D-R-I-F-Y.com. It's the 3D presentation. And look at some of these holes. We drilled a meter of 10 kilos silver, 7.3 of it silver. Nobody cared. So at that point, we just we made the decision that we'd, we'd done what we needed to do. We acquired this at the bottom of the market, public company. We paid $7 million. We drilled off that resource, drilled 15,000 meters almost, put that on the books, underpinned uh, nice, open, pitable material. And we tested the northern extensions, and we knew it was there. But at this point, I'm not raising any more money at $0.07. Cents. We just we just basically put the project on care and maintenance, it's the word we use. And we sat there, and we waited for this market, and, uh, and it's come back with a vengeance, and we're excited. Okay. Well, I, I bet you're excited that the, the price of silver has gone through the, through the roof and, and people suspect it's going to go further. But um, again, I want to come back to what I'm trying to understand how you guys operate, how you think. Okay, So you, you acquired an asset. It was mainly gold. had a maiden resource. Not very big or that exciting, as the market told you. Um, you know, but what was that the plan day one? Because you're looking mostly at gold. You're a silver guy. You've been in Mexico a long time. So, was the did what did you know back then with the data that you inherited to be able to inform what you were going to do? Excellent question. What the data we had, which we drilled that resource off of the old mine, 
that old mine was a big, big operation for 30 years, just like Cheesepaw was for Silvercrest. Those mines were basically the same vintage, high-grade underground silver mines. What we did first is we said, we're going to take the, and my geologists love this, when I hate when I say this, the low-hanging fruit. Put that, 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 that resource on the books. That resource is more and more valuable today and the, and the institutions that just invested. They paid a lot more uh, attention to that, having that on the books as an underpinned resource, especially since it was done at 1250 gold, not 1950. But what we always thought, look, I'm going to tell you what we thought. We said, we'll take that. We'll understand that old mine. We got all the mining records from the University of Wyoming for that mine. We have every underground record. That allowed us to understand what was going on there because we think, we have to prove there's another LT gray mine right to the north. The veins are the same continuing north in the same LT gray structure. And if we prove and we drilled some holes up there to see the high grade. So that's always been the plan. Um, you, you've kind of got your low, low grade stuff going on in the south. You spent where did you spend the bulk of that 15 million in the south or the north? We spent about 90 percent of that on the resource. And then we right. drilled a handful, seven or eight holes to the north to test it. Right. Okay. So when you said it was always the plan to go north, it was always the plan after you'd spent the money, realized that perhaps this low grade wasn't going to be exciting enough to the market, irrespective of what the price was in terms of resource and scale, et cetera. It wasn't that exciting. So I know you've just raised a bit of money. Maybe we should kind of come on to that. 11 million bucks, 4 million of it from Eric Sprott. Exciting times. Tell me what you're going to do with that. Is that 100% on the north? Uh, we... I did not go out to raise that much money. We only, and you've been talking to me a month ago, our plan has changed. It did not really change. We're, we, our plan was, look, we were going to drill, drill the first 10,000 meters to the north. We're about 200 USD per meter. That's about $3 million Canadian, because I have to speak in Canadian. We're probably going to raise an extra million or two. That's the plan. That really still is the plan. Uh, we were offered that money from Eric and eight other institutions. Uh, it was all an institutional raise. Uh, very excited to have the money. Took a little bit more than I than I wanted to. So the plan will change a little bit, but the plan to the north will not change. We've been back on the mountain in the underground adits that are exploration adits we found in those three or four kilometers to the north, uh, and we're going to get ready to drill September first. It's rainy season this year, Madre. Right now, we won't drill. So a good chunk of that on the first phase one, ten thousand meters will be done. We're also going to put a drill. That's the only change since we have the more money. We're going to get down and, and we've stepped out 500 meters below the old mine that had not been mined in our last hit, I think was a meter and a half of 10 grams per ton gold. So we're going to go down there. We're going to fill in that 500 meters and do some drilling there. And I think in the new year, you will see us do a little bit of geotechnical drilling around that pit that we delineated with this third drill. It's not going to be the exciting stuff, but but we're going to we're going to drill off the first 60, 70 percent of that pit is very, very, very old, nice open pit material. Um, and it, its value is, is, is going to increase as, as the gold price goes up. The focus is the north. The focus is the north. Focuses the North, how much value of your today 90 odd million dollars? You didn't think you'd hear that three months ago, did you? Um, of your 90 million, do you think it's being attributed to what you've got in the South uh, versus what you've got in the North? Uh, I, I don't think we're being given, you know, there's an underpinned value on that Southern area where the resource is. Uh, I think that anyone investing in the company really has an underpinned value. Is it 60 cents and 70 cents? Once we redo with this, P, we'll, we'll move toward PEA on that at some point next year. But from my perspective, there's 60 or $70 million worth of value there, real value. So you're, you're, 
we don't, I don't think we've gotten the value for the North yet. And I think that's where that value appreciation, when we start going up around, you know, that hole that we drilled the last one, that's where we'll start. We had a, a kilo of 10, a, a, a meter of 10 kilos and start stepping out 25, 50 meters from that. There are four vein systems that come together there. That's where the value is going to be. That's as we start to delineate high grade underground silver. Absolutely. So that, but that's the story you're telling in the market, and that's kind of the, the forward-looking component that people are going to get excited about. What I'm trying to work out is today, what do you think people are valuing the South? Is that the entirety of the ninety odd million market cap? I think an institutional investor would look at it and say, "Look, I've got an underpin value. My retail guy is going to go, yeah, yeah. So what? It's a small little pit." They want us to get up there, and I think the big value proposition, I, I'm guessing, yeah, let's be honest, the move from my market cap to where it is today is because people are saying, you know, they might just have it up there, got to turn the bit and tr- drill, turn the drill bit and prove it. But, you know, we've been there 25 years. We have the experience to go and t- to prove that. Okay, so, so what do you know about what you've got up there? Because I agree with you. I think, you know, what you've got in the south is interesting, but it's small. You've got to be able to do it economically. The analysts will know that. I can't imagine much being much being assigned to that in terms of value. So, what's the story you've been telling people about what you can do up north? I get the high grade silver bit and silver high mar- price bull market as it is now, fantastic. But what do you know today? So what we know today is, and this is very very important, what we forget what we drilled and put on the resource to the south back. What we know today is that we understand that old LT grain mine because we drilled it. And we have all the underground records. As we go north, three to four kilometers, it's the same. It's the same veins continuing north and the same LT gray structure. So what we did in 18 and 19, I didn't stop when I went care and maintenance. We basically put the cheap exploration, the boots and hammers. They never left them out. Half of 18, 19, you'll see the results we put out. We mapped and sampled that thing like you can't even believe. And what we found up there, look on the verify presentation amazing 18 and 19 you'll see some results we put out the old timers at the lt grain mine they didn't drill it they 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 had little 20 30 meter exploration assets edits tunnels when we got up there we found dozens of them we made them safe and we got in them we've been in them since june 1st and we didn't attend to drill this summer we we've two years in there high grade silver but it allows us now to understand that system so well when i say we're drill ready for 10,000 meters we're drill ready for 10,000 meters. We've also put some holes in those veins to test the high grade. And we basically have, have we're ready to go on it. But, but what people have to understand here, go look at hole 144 and 145. Those were very, very important holes for us. They weren't just, oh, let's take a shot to drive the price up when we drilled them last ones. Because from my perspective, what we know now is the high grade is there. But we've also tested, you'll see it in hole 145, we still have, they're all in that LT gray structure. And my maps, I call it the yellow rock. If you look at the presentation, that's what allowed us to drill that halo around a mine that was done, that had already taken the silver out of it. We're going to have that wide zones of mineralization. We've proven it. We drilled some of those around those super high grade silver veins. So we're going to get both up there too. We really think we've got another LT gray nine to the north. That, that's a big statement. I have not proven it, but we're going to go drill 10,000 meters. And, and I think that uh, the market will like, like the results we're going to put out because we know where the next holes are going. And the last thing is, these are 100-meter holes. All of this deposit at the mine and going north, daylights. We walk on not only the silver vein, 
but we see the alteration zone of 50, 60 meters where that gold disseminates outside that vein to the north. And that is very, very important. The hole 144, I keep coming back to that. That hole was 100 meters. We intercepted it at 50 meters. 50, and this was a stab in the dark. This is two kilometers into those unmined veins uh, north of the old mine. Never, never, never had anything taken out of them. We, we, we stab in the dark. We hit at 50 meters down hole, a meter of 10 kilos. We, the, the veins are so come so close together there. We let it continue down. It was in the Cayley vein, and then we let it continue down into Protectora. And at 75 meters, we got another meter and a half of, of a kilo silver. The last part I want to say is very important. To have a clavos in Mexico, this is simple geology from a simple securities lawyer, not a geologist. Why we had that big mine to the south was all these veins came together and came close together. We call that, you know, geometry. When we get north two and three kilometers, these veins continue, they all come back together. There's actually four of them there, the Fundadora, the Cayley, and the Protectora. And that's where we've been, in that, in that LT gray structure, that gray plumbing allows the wide dissemination of gold outside the silver veins. That's why we're so excited. And that's why we put those test holes there, because that's where we hit that 10 kilo stuff and prove we had wide zones. Okay, so Eric Spot, he's made you take more money by the sounds of it. He did the same with the Discovery Metals, actually. Um, they didn't need the money. Um, he's obviously getting very excited about silver. Silver's price has come back up. It's, it's kind of following the momentum of, of gold. Um, again, two months ago, we, we wouldn't be having this conversation, I, I, I suspect. But um, why? What, do you, what are you going to do with the... 11 million. You've told me what you're going to do with bits of it. Are you parking the rest up? Um, and what's the plan with it? Well, from, from my perspective, I had always planned to raise eight. And I was walking around the street with all the, I'll be very honest, I was, I was doing the tour with the, with the street, with the banks in Toronto, uh, building a syndicate. Um, and I uh, just kept talking because every day I talked to smart people, our share price kept going up. And I probably would have kept, kept, kept talking. And I'll be very honest what happened. Uh, you know, I, I kept saying, I remember saying to my partners here in Halifax, they're going to put the gun to my head anytime now and say, here's your money. But that was going well. Look, I, you know, sometimes through serendipity, things happen. Uh, one of the banks in Toronto uh, uh, two weeks ago, and, 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 and I'm not saying this lightly because none of it's been proven, but they did all their work and uh, they launched totally independent uh, analyst coverage that they said, a silver tiger is the next silver crest. The minute I saw that, I just shook my head and said, man, you can't say that. Eric Fear and the job he's done, and from $3.3 million market cap in 216 to a son's $1.7 billion, that doesn't happen every day. But that just drove things foolish, and the stock started really reacting to that analyst coverage. And that's when Mr. Sprott and, and those eight institutions showed up. I Look, I'll be very frank. I had to push that down way, way, way down because uh, I wasn't taking any more money than I did. And, and uh, that, was, uh, that was a tough negotiation. And... Uh, and we, we, we took about $3 million more than we wanted. And, uh, but we will find use to that. The way that what that does, it allows you to go faster, Matt. Instead of two drills, that'll be four drills. And that's probably what's going to happen this fall. I just, I'm starting with two. You can't drill 20,000 meters. you got to drill the first five and understand that, you know, that we've been doing that for a long time. You have to understand where things are going. But I expect that'll turn to four drills in the north. You're the first guy I've told that to. But uh, that, of course, is the plan. Okay, so let's let's come on to the the team, okay? Because I'm looking at the MDNA, and how many employed people are there? Because I, I see some consultancy fees on there, but how many people are actually employed by the company? 
you, we have, uh, uh, there's me who's running the company. I've taken a sabbatical from my law practice because it's become that, that busy. And also, uh, um, I see the opportunity here. Um, I'm the largest shareholder. I bought all my stock. I've got almost two million of my own dollars in here. There's no free stock, um, so that's very important. And uh, so there's me. I have a part-time CFO, uh, Dave Duncan, who's our VP Exploration. Uh, let's face it: when when we slowed down, there wasn't much for him to do. There's more for him to do. He'll be coming on and doing some consulting with us. I'm very lucky to be a 20-year relation, 25-year relationship with Ramon Luna in Mexico, who's been with us here in Halifax for all of those mines. And, you know, they're my go-to guys in Mexico. They do all of our geological work and, and run the mountain for us. We've just hired a, an expat mining engineer, young, young buck. Uh, and he's on the mountain, Devin DeVaron. He's basically down there and he's been on the mountain since June 1. And, you know, getting the camp ready for a COVID world, the sanitation, all the things we need to do. So that's our team. And uh, we bring as much as we need to bear. We've already hired, we've identified the drill company. They've been to site. They've done all their site visits. So, you know, there's 30 or 40 guys going to show up. We, 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 we contract them as we need them. We try to stay as light as we possibly can. Okay, so you've been buying shares in the open market. I get it. Um, and what you said, you're the largest shareholder. Oh, well, until recently, I guess. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> probably, probably with my stock options, I'm still like if I stretch it, I do have. Yes, I am a large shareholder. Okay, but, but uh, straight up common shares, I've been passed by one gentleman. <laughs> That's what yes. I thought. That's what I thought. Um, okay, so it, it seems like quite a tight structure, and I guess that's just by dint of the fact that it hasn't really done too much for the last two years. There's there's probably still a few people underwater, I suspect. Um, well, actually, no, I don't suspect that anymore. But but. Are you worried? And it's gone quite quickly. Do you think people are going to see this as a kind of a reaction to the price of silver in the marketplace and therefore um, they're going to be offloading? Is there a bit of an overhang issue for you here? You know, look, I'll be very frank with everybody listening. The $15 million that I raised when nobody wanted to give me any money in 16, 17 and 18. And for the last checks, they say, are you back again? Because they believed in us and they believed in our team. And they know that we don't quit and we're miners. And when the market turns, we have an asset that we can exploit um, and, and drive forward and create great value. All that money came out of Halifax. Those are my relationships. They're not going anywhere right now. Sure, I'm some, sure some of them will sell, but I talk with them regularly. That's not institutional money. It's really not Toronto or Vancouver money. It's Halifax investment. Now we're widening. Um, there's always going to be sellers. But I really, I know where a lot of my stock is. And, and uh, these folks have been in for a long time. The LT Gray Silver, the company I bought, and I paid $7 million for stock to get them. I would say 95% of those guys are still there and they're so excited. And we're going to get them above water too. Uh, the average cost I raised all the money in Halifax was about, I've done the math on it, uh, through those 15 million bucks we put most of it in the ground was 19 cents. Um, so those guys are all making money. And I, I just talk to them regularly. And there's lots of guys with a million, two million shares. They're not going anywhere for a while. They believe that we are going to basically do what we always do, develop an asset to the point where we'll sell it to a major. Or if we have to, we'll build the mine. We've done both. Well, let's get on to that a bit. Okay, so let's, let's talk about you. I know you take a sabbatical from the, the legal uh, business. Um, are you 100% on this project? Because I know you also sit as corporate secretary on Go Gold Resources. So talk to me about how you portion your time. So my portion of my time really has been, you know, uh, I'll, to, to tell people what's happened in the last couple of years. It's greatly changed since, since, since I came back in March. 
Um, we had, uh, as I said, parked the asset. Uh, and so basically we just wanted to protect it. You still had to raise money. You still have to pay your concessions. You still have accounting to do. And we still have jobs on the ground. So we, 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 we kind of moved a, a, along with that. Um, my role at GoGold, look, I built that public company for Brad uh, Langell. Uh, and uh, he's a wonderful business partner. He's been in Mexico 25 years, a driving force there. One of the most ethical business guys I've ever met in my life. And I uh, love working with him. And I help him on Gold Gold when he needs it. You can imagine when he was selling Santa Cruz, or Santa Cruz to Agnico, that we were busy. <laughs> that, that's a big transaction. So there's more help needed there. But right now, uh, I am 100% focused on this asset. Um, because we've got a lot to do. We've got to, we've, we've got to go and, 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 and drive this, this drill program and this asset as fast as we possibly can. So talk to okay, you're a securities guy. So um, Dave Duncan, he's your exploration guy. What's that relationship look like? What's, what, why, should we, why, should, why do you listen to him? What's his track record? What's he ever done? Oh, my goodness. Dave, Dave is, I remember when Dave, I, I honestly, uh, when he was, sat right here in this office with the whole team, the whole, and they were Etruscan resources. I don't know maybe if how old the vintage uh, of your, your listeners are, but Etruscan was a big deal in Halifax. They're all in, very in, young, uh, very young. They, they, that's good. In yes, mind. And, you, and you too, Matt. I <laughs> said too. that. You're 25. Exactly. So, so he came in, and, and Etruscan was a big deal. Jerry McConnell ran it out of Halifax. They went to Africa, and they built Agbo, Samara Hill, and, and developed in a, a number of mines there. And that uh, those assets were sold to, and your listeners are probably familiar with Endeavor Mining, big Vancouver company. Those are still the core assets. That was all Dave's work, 20 years in Africa. He sat here and he said, look, I want my public company, Glenn. I want to do it myself. He was the geo, and, I, and he said, I need your help. Let's build it. And I was so excited when I saw his track record. I, I'll be very honest. He was sitting here. I said, I'm not going to Africa, Dave, because I don't know anything about it. But I think if I marry you up, with Ramon Luna, who's been doing this in Mexico for 20 years. It'll be magic. And that was that introduction. That's how it happened. And it has been magic because let's face it, Dave and Ramon tagged up on Santa Gratuitas. Like, you know, when, when I couldn't really pay Dave, he has to find what he worked so much with, with, with Go Gold on that. And that asset from, you know, we acquired it for 6 million, spent three, ended up selling to Aggie, uh, spent uh, nine on it. Ended up selling to that's all USD dollars, 90 million to two years later to a Nico Eagle. And then they rolled right in. You know, it was around that time that 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 Dave came and said, Glenn, this El Tigre asset, we need to have it. We need at the bottom of the market, we need to have it because of that tenor of grade, that hundred million silver going out to two kilos. And we think, we think, it's just a thought. We we see it going to the north. And and if we prove that, wow. So that's why I bought El Tigre Silver. And then shortly after that, this same team, it's not a secret, you can go, they, they found Los Ricos. So, you know, track record, track record, track record. I mean, anybody knows Gogol, the Los Ricos, go look at the resource estimate. Dave Duncan and Ramon Luna are all over that. And I am so lucky that I have that team in Mexico. Okay. So lucky. Couldn't do it without them. Yeah, I know them from Gogold resources as well. Um, do you think, your security's lawyer, right? Gonna be, you're going to be straight with me here. Um, do you think that there, in this environment that there are companies getting financed? Because lot, there's lots of money slushing around and it's dropping down, castigating down from the money being produced by um, gold producers uh, in, the, in the market. Do you think there are companies getting financed perhaps don't deserve to? 
Oh, you're putting me on the spot here, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. If you want to know, um, and I'm not going to uh, cast aspersions on any of my peers. Uh, there are, and I don't want to use Mexico as an example. There are assets that are getting financed. Let's not say country that we have looked at that we never would have acquired. We never would have touched with a 10 foot pole. I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to cast aspersions on anyone. But what I really have a hard time, I'm on the national advisory committee for the TSX venture exchange. Something I'm very, very proud of. Okay. I'm one of the seven or eight people that actually sit with the board of directors there and, and, and advise them on the rules that we all play by. So I am a big proponent of rules. Look, there's always going to be promoters. You can't take it away. There's just going to be, it's actually a legal word that's put in the, in the, in the, in the securities legislation, but some guys take it to a, to a ninth degree. Sure. Are all kinds of, we call it moose pasture going to get financed. Yes. That's where you look at track record. Here's my line to somebody. They ask me if we're going to buy best. You know what I say? I say, I've never given anybody a nickel that hasn't. First of all, how long have you been in that jurisdiction? 25 years for us. How many mines have you built? Three for us. If they say none, oh my goodness, boys and girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, the, we, I was around when the first ones were built with my friends here in Halifax. And it was, it was like the university of building mines. Everything goes wrong. And, and you learn, and, and then you build the second one and the third one. And then I'd say, how many have you developed and sold to majors? Us too. Like Ignico Eagle. If you do it, if you, if, if, when Ignico Eagle come in and they look at your project, you can't even imagine the due diligence. You think, you start talking about site visits in tens, not in two or threes. Every person who's ever going to build that mine, this is the, goes to site. Everyone from Canada. It's incredible what they do. And you know what? I will say this, and maybe I shouldn't, and the McNeagle Eagle listen, listen to it, they'll be mad. They told Dave Duncan and Ramon Luna, not me, they told Dave Duncan and Ramon Luna that they are the best technical team they've ever seen in Mexico. What a compliment. And I'm, you know, I'm just fortunate to have them. So, yeah, that's my advice to people. There's your questions you ask. And if you don't get the right answers, just leave. <laughs> no, I think, no, no, I appreciate that. And I ask these questions because I keep saying to people you've got to back teams who've done it before your track record is important track record in the country track record of delivering at that stage whether it be exploration development or getting into production as on mine you've got to look at these things because things go wrong mining is tough but look i appreciate that answer i really do um well look glenn look nice first run through first time we've spoken first time we've met right um, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a story which is intriguing. Obviously, quite a couple of years, silver price doing what it's doing. You've been able to raise some capital a little bit more cheaply than you would have. And that's down to you to prove the market what you can do with it. Absolutely. That's right, Matt. And we can't wait on September 1st. We're not drilling in this rainy season. We're going to get clear of that. We're in the underground. You'll see some maybe some results coming out through August of those underground exploration ads. But we can't wait to get drilling. And we're not going to deliver one or two holes. We're going to drill them 10 at a time. And we're going to show you everything we found. Just watch. That's what we want people to do. Just watch. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com. And of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback. So please keep it coming. And we'll speak to you again soon.